Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. So I thought it might have gotten mixed up, but apparently not. So it's just a Tony. And buy it some Nutella. Okay, now it's time to start mosquito brain cocktails for everyone. And Jonathan. Have you got a new uh, recording setup or something? We've, we've covered this before, haven't we? As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And always remember, losing is fun. Um, so... I don't think anything has... Pearl Harbor Day? Nothing's happened. Nothing Nothing new. Yeah, no. The community of Dwarf Fortress is, is dead, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. dead. It's over. December 6, 2022, a day that will live in dwarf for me. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Pearl Harbor Day? Is that what we're getting? That's only if they push it out a day, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so I haven't had a chance to look at this stuff, because I literally, I got in last night at 10.30, and that has, and then I woke up this morning, and I've had a work meeting, and now I'm wandering in my house going, where, where am I? Well, really, nothing much has changed except for the fact that there's a date and the date is kind of closer than I think we expected it to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was putting 2023. Maybe you wanted it out before the civil war starts. (laughs) I think that it's documented that I actually said, I believe that it's going to happen on December 6th, 2022. I think you're right. I think think you you got it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I win the QP doll. You do <laughs> for a bottle of Cupy mayonnaise. I could, I could supply that. I think I think Roland. I think you said something like twenty twenty five. Oh, I don't remember anything. My brain is Swiss cheese. But the thing is, is if you go too early, then you jinx it. But if you say, you know what I mean, like you say it too late, and then you're like, wow, my expectations have been exceeded. In all honesty, I think that I said this fall. Uh, I think you said early 2023. Yeah, I thought thought Roland Roland was expected to maybe delay a little bit longer. Yeah. I think what saved us is that there were very few. I don't think a lot of features have changed. I don't think he's added like a magic subsystem or anything in. I think it's just the base game (laughs) and then he's rewritten the whole engine, so to speak. And now he can get back to you know, building the fort, you know, building the game. So maybe by 2025, we'll have that magic update or whatever. Not a lot has changed, but I noticed, and we missed this on October 1st, he did a dev notes and he talked about constructing track ramps and being able to have them basically auto route. Oh, that would be helpful. That would be usable. That would make it much easier. I'm going to quote from the, from this October 1st dev notes. It says, um, Yesterday, I finally did what I should have done all along. For both carved and constructed tracks, click point one, hover over point two on any Z level, and the game displays a track path for you. If you'd like it, click. If you don't like it, move to a closer point until it picks the right path and finish up your design piecemeal. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That's nice. That's way less confusing than it is now. Maybe I think that's a really good feature. Yeah, per- perhaps it is. I still don't use carts in general. I think my dwarves get along just fine pushing wheelbarrows, but I don't know. They're poor knees. The problem with carts, as I see it, is that they restrict you to a particular path. So mm-hmm. you need to pick that path really well. And much like a railroad in mid 19th century America, your activity is going to be predicated on how close it is to that to that cart path. 
I've always felt like they were just weapons. Yeah, <laughs> weapons. Oh, because of the <laughs> minecart shotgun, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, or just the. It's you know, a shout out tonight from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> good day. Uh, He's getting a lot of good run on this show. He is. He's got a lot of mileage out of his minecart tracks or kilometer hooge. Yeah, um, he probably doesn't listen anymore. No, he's probably just like, I'm so done with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was also the one where it's like the minecart's going back and forth really quickly, and it's like you kind of have to run across it like Frogger, and then it becomes <laughs> it becomes like a weapon based on that. It's like you can you can invade if you're really lucky. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Krug Smash had like a giant water wheel powered cart loop that if you tried to run across it, it would tear you to shreds. Yep, that I sounds about right. That. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I seem like I seem to remember that as well. That's the way God intended them to be used. <laughs> and I saw that guy's back doing streaming and stuff. I haven't checked any of it out yet, but it's nice to see he's back. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I agree. There's a shout out to Krug Smash. The Krug Smash button has been clicked. I wanted to say something about Minecraft. Right. Uh, I I hope that now this this change is out, or this change will be out that I can finally use my cards because, uh, you know, it would be nice to use them. But I have a small brain and I need help. Oh, you know what'll be interesting to see if it gets fixed is, you know how there was that exploit where if every time it hit a ramp, it accelerated? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's going to be fixed or is that part of a design element? That is a good question. Because I always heard it talked about as an exploit. Yeah, it was an exploit such that you could have powered, unpowered carts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could you could arrange it so that they had an almost like a infinite. Uh, what's the name of the uh, of the machine that keeps going with no energy? That perpetual that motion. Thing? Perpetual Thank motion. You. Machine. Perpetual motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> mine carts defy Newton. Physics or physics is a little different in the Dwarven world, which is great. So we'll have probably. Maybe one more, maybe two more episodes before the release. I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked at the calendar really yet. No, and and I know there's like holidays are coming up. We've got oh my god, the, one of the yeah. big American ones is coming up. It's actually two releases. Yeah, yeah. So we probably do need to talk about that. With as long as our summer hiatus was, I don't know that we should take an extended hiatus over the winter. No, let's. Well, we've we've got the hype train running now. Yeah, that's yeah, true. exactly. So yeah. we got it. We got to go in uh, in December because it releases on Tuesday, December sixth. If the, assuming that it uh, that the Dwarf Fortress release is on schedule, we may have to record on the December eleventh just to just to give our our initial reactions. So, uh, what do you guys think? I'm I'm a day one buy. I think I'll go ahead and buy it. How about you guys? Yeah, you yeah, about that? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yep. By the way, <laughs> for anyone listening, I was joking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would pre-purchase it if they would have done that. I was on the fence. No, I'm not sure. Seems a little hard. What's that? What? <laughs> the game. What? What do you mean? I'm joking. I was joking. I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> He's being droll. I'm just being that way. It's it's early here, man. It's early. I'm looking forward to also seeing how my muscle memory is is messed with. Because oh, yeah. I have Dwarf Fortress in serious muscle memory at this point. Yeah. Where did we land on the keyboard shortcuts thing? I think he put it in. I don't really know. No, no, put, it, put him in or put it back? I, I, I'm pretty sure he put them back. Um, I read something. 
where it sounded one one of his updates where it really sounded like he's just trying to put more of the keyboard stuff back in the controls he was talking about controls so i assume it's that i suspect that many of them are back in but because of the way the menus have changed some of them will be different that could be yes for example with workshops when you're building a workshop Apparently, they're categorized a little bit better than they are in, in Classic Dwarf Fortress at this point. So I really suspect the build, you know, you go BWC <laughs> for uh, Craftsdorf's workshop. That may change because I think, you know, like now you do BW and then whatever the letter is for a still, I think it's L. BWL would let you place a still. But now stills are going to be under the farming category. Oh, I guess so it does be, kind of make sense, though. Mm-hmm. It does. That, that, I'm not. That's not a complaint. I'm no, that, I just was thinking like, that oh, yeah, okay. some muscle memory is going to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I think that I think that is going to be a a thing. But hey, you know what? Like one thing I notice is change in general tends to freak people out. I, I mean, just just it's like it is now different than it was, and so testify. Yeah. You know it. It's different, it, you know, and we can figure out if it's if it's something that's better or or worse or or whatever. We'll you know we'll certainly have the time to figure it out, and it'll be weird at first, I imagine, like it always is. Look, man, I was still installing Windows two thousand in in two thousand eight. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am a uh, typically a slow person to uptake user interface changes. I think wasn't I've gotten better. Out of support as, by then. As time's gone by. What's that? It was out of support by then, wasn't it? Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. You mustn't. <laughs> it was close. But. So anyway, let's stop boring Roland with this. <laughs> like, let's what talk about, about my operating systems. Yes, exactly. Attention, members and guests. Burma Bradley, administrator of the Armored Paddle, requests the attention of all crafts dwarves of the Silky Guild. On display now in the Armored Paddle is an exhibition of the craft of Guild member Autumn Nidagerith. The item is a masterfully designed figurine of dwarves in schist. The dwarves are laboring. The artwork relates to the foundation of ivory channels by the cradled rampart of the Gleeful Seals in the early spring of the year 5. Contact Burma Bradley, administrator of the Armored Paddle, about demonstrations and lecture scheduling. Come learn and enjoy fellowship. Speaking of museums, I actually, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a very quick bounce and segue. Museums, you can do that. You can build galleries and museums and stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do that? And does it give them happy thoughts or like, what's the purpose of that? Roland, you want to go first? What do you think? Sure. Because I, I was curious at that when I saw it. I don't know. That was very early. I built a statue and then it said like, oh yeah, hey, uh, look at that. You can make a statue garden. And I'm like, huh? Huh? Excuse me? And it looked like people actually went in there and just looked at statues. In their free time, they mingled around, looked at statues, looked at art. And if you do the whole uh, pedestal thing and you put like something on the pedestal and then you make a museum, they apparently do the exact same. And when there's something like a like an artifact on the pedestal, then they stare at the artifact and get like a good moodle thought from staring at an artifact. 
So it can help, but uh, it's not one of the um, the really social social activities where they talk to each other and like find friends and stuff. And maybe a museum is like short term happiness booster because they stare at the artifacts that you might have but all social stuff like when they can actually socialize and make new friends and stuff that usually tends to give them happiness for a longer time so i stopped doing museums also you can make a fake museum quote-unquote where you put all your artifacts on pedestals into a room and then you lock the room so that if you have any thieves, they can't really get to your artifacts. And even if like somebody is mingling around the door, they can't get through because it's locked. And at some point you can see that like somebody is like, sneaking around the door. Then you can hopefully at least use your police to to like find out what they're doing and sometimes they just say oh yeah you know i'm just here to steal your artifacts how lovely oh i use use them in a slightly different way uh museums and they don't necessarily have to be a museum but i build a bunch of pedestals together so i might as well make them a museum right because it offers it yeah yeah so we've talked in the past about my way of doing bedrooms such that none of them have doors because doors decrease from the value of, of rooms, right? Wait a sec. Mm-hmm. If you put a door in a bedroom, it decreases the value of the bedroom? Yeah, because cool. the, the the door cannot have the benefit of an engraved wall. Yeah, you lose one engraved wall, basically. Also a... I see. Yeah, also, also a break in the wall. I think I read this on the wiki somewhere, but I think that a break in the wall in and of itself decreases the value of a room. That may or may not be correct, but in any case, I build rooms with no walls, sorry, with no doors, and do the engravings on all the walls. But to do that, I put a stair from the the layer above or below to the middle of the room, right? So my bedroom layer, my apartment complex, is an entire floor of rooms with no doors, and above them is typically a downstair. So that layer above them is this great big hollowed out area. What I do there is make that my museum. I put the pedestals near the uh, entryways for all of the all of the bedrooms, so that they walk by the pedestals as they go to their their sleeping chambers. Another thing this does is whenever I uh, well another use that I have for my artifacts is I use them to make guild halls be grand guild halls, so I can put artifacts in the in mm-hmm. the grand guild halls. Mm-hmm. Huh. Whenever you are choosing artifacts for pedestals, Dwarf Fortress right now is not all that clear about which artifacts are on display and which artifacts are uh, are in a stockpile somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't want an artifact in a stockpile because you might accidentally trade it off. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. So if you put all of your artifacts on pedestals in this area of your museum, you can look down at the, at the ASCII art that shows you a little picture of where the artifact is. And if it looks regular with smooth floors and uh, other pedestals are around it, I know that that particular artifact is in my museum already and I don't need to move it to the museum. Hmm, smart. Okay. That's the big thing that I use museums for. And I got to think that they get some happy thoughts as they're going to bed that they get to see mm-hmm. uh, artifacts. Nice. I think you're right. I, I, one thing I would love to see changed in this new version is, you know, when you click on 
the artifacts or something, it'll show you where it is, but then it like breaks out of the tile set mode straight into ASCII and it shows mm-hmm. you yeah. like in ASCII stuff. I would like yeah. to not have that happen as a, as a non ASCII person. Well, that's exactly what I was talking about. The, the fact oh, okay. that I have trouble seeing the, oh, yeah, yeah, you look okay. at that little ASCII thing. If that little ASCII thing is a circle pedestal with pluses all around it. Yeah. And you see another one of those because I put my pedestals like, you know, three, three tiles apart. If I look down and see that it's that regular pattern, I know that it's already in the museum and I don't have to move it. That is cool. Yep. So there was a dev notes that he released that was pretty cool on um, December, uh, October 22nd. Did y'all see the windmills? I liked the windmills. The fact that they turn into the wind. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. I, how do you guys, how are we doing with windmills? I, I just have not spent enough time building them. That was going to be one of my big to-dos. For the for the steam release is really just getting my act together. Uh, I've spent no time building windmills. I've done water wheels, but yeah. not windmills. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Mm, I I built actually a few windmills. I had a fortress where I you know where I actually sat down and was like, hey, you know, there are windmills, there are water wheels. You know, gotta use it. And I put like screw pumps down to check what is faster, what pumps more water and stuff. Then I found out that you can just, I mean, I knew before, but millstone to mill, kind of obvious if you think about it. It even says it in the game, but uh-huh. um, that stuff is amazing. They're so fast. They're so fast. You queue a job in the millstone, just like in the in the normal hand quern that your dwarfs use but it's like three times the speed or something. They just barely touch the millstone and then they're already done with that. Whew, it's amazing. Okay, fair. You don't really have always wind if you're unlucky, but the thing is amazing. It's really fast. Why I don't use them very often is the simple fact that I usually tunnel down very far and I don't really have wind down in the caverns yeah this this is like there is no wind down there yeah how do you run the power conduits down so if you built your windmills like how do you get down to it that's do you just have to keep building pieces or uh yeah you can you you can connect them with a there's like a power log or what's it called you can imagine it as like a wooden log that is like rotating and thus transferring power from whatever is making power to whatever is consuming power and at any corner, you can put an axle in, like a like a gear, like a normal mechanics gear. That way, you can transfer power however far you want. Actually, it, it works pretty great. Yeah, they're called pipe sections in the game. Pipe sections, yeah, yeah, okay. Pipe sections, and, okay, cool. And it it works good. It works great. But I've had some bad business where I wasn't sure whether or not people can use the same square to run as the pipe section is laid down because my dwarfs don't do that. Like they can stand on the pipe section when it like turns, but they can't climb over the the axle because that is apparently too large and is like blocking their way. Um, It's kind of like a wall. Yeah, kind of like a wall. Yeah, but they can see through so they can see like the other side. But I got, I think like a, not a goblin, but a kobold, I think, got got in the pipe section stuff. Uh-oh. And he got splattered. He got oh. really splattered all over. 
like I don't know what happened. If it was the the pipe section that was turning, or the gear, or the axle, I'm not sure. But suddenly my things stopped turning, stopped moving, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" And I was like walking back the way of my pipe section being laid out. And at some point there was like a lot of blood, like cobalt pieces, and like a broken broken gear. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> so apparently. Invaders can kind of walk over your pipe section. So I'm kind of scared of just making a really long pipe section down into my fortress because it could just be a weak point. But Yeah, they can come right in. That, that was mm-hmm. always kind of one of my concerns. I would really rather not have them have them not come in. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's, uh, you know, very dangerous. You can get smushed. Also, if it's too far, you might just fall down. But uh, so far, I have not, um, yeah. I didn't do it. I was too scared. <laughs> that is one case where clicking on one end of the line and clicking on the other end of the line and have it auto-construct your pipe sequences, yeah. uh, your pipe route would be very handy because if that's one of the reasons why I don't mess with water wheels a whole lot is because it's kind of a pain to get everything hooked up, especially if you're needing to get it any you know fair distance from where the water wheel resides i don't typically build right on the river because uh i will typically i still like to to burrow into the side of a cliff rather than than go down Mm -hmm. oh okay so yeah so that's just my my preferred aesthetic i used to do that but i always get i always end up screwing myself when i do that because i cut down the trees above it and then i make little holes that invaders climb through yeah Yeah, because i'm never very for some reason Every time it happens, I go, oh, yeah, that again. <laughs> yeah, above my above my fortress is always a no-cut zone. So Yeah, that's that's why I just stopped channeling into the side. Uh, I just go basically straight down. I don't channel into the side, like, at all. I just put myself somewhere on the map and just channel down some stairs, and that's it. And then I go down into the cavern layers, and I build my fortress there because I can't be bothered, like... Doing the whole, oh yeah, no, I now have like holes in my fortress. Oh, damn it, man. <laughs> I did that for a while. I did, but the idea of Moria is so a part of my personal vision of the dwarves in Dwarf Fortress that digging down into a hole in the ground, I, I, I just don't see that as a very dwarfy thing to do. To me, the dwarfy thing to do is build a door into the face of a cliff and make a giant raising bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, put dwarven runes around the entrance. So yeah, to me, it's it's just in my mind, it just doesn't look right if it's into a, a little stairway into the into the ground. You need a big grand entrance. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, the entrance mm-hmm. d- just comes later, where I manually construct like a small fort with ah. an entrance hall, and this is where my my uh, trading depot goes because I don't. Uh, want the trader to go all the way down so they can't right. just come with their cards in, stay in my little fortress, have their own like little elves. spot. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, like a few bridges. Usually I have like an airlock system, so I have more than two bridges. Sometimes I've even built like a fake tavern up there because down at the end of my stairwell, there is another bridge I can just close. So visitors can come into the fake tavern for a while so they don't hang on the edge of the map. And now I even have like a watchtower with glass windows above my entrance. <laughs> Ooh, so fancy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you do that. 
I can see it. That would that would be acceptable in my mind's eye. <laughs> but I probably will just keep digging into the side of cliffs. That's okay. It's time now for Memorial Gardens. Presented by Christopher Harris, attending administrator of Ivory Channel's Memorial Hall. An exceptional schist memorial was placed in memory of Stodia Kikrostroba, who died of thirst in the year nine. Creator of the youthful slayer, lover of rope reed fabric, A masterful marble memorial to Kogan Thobavaz was created by Stackard Eustuthos. The slab reads, in memory of Kogan Thobavaz, struck down by the dwarf Dastot Tinkloister in the year 9. A superior quality schist memorial to Stackard Eustuthos was placed. It reads, in memory of Stackard Eustuthos, struck down by the dwarf dumb tail and bridges the blind in the year nine creator of hail ropes the labor comedy of smoke lover of the hardness of lances an exceptional hornblend memorial to angia nenadubmuth was placed with the inscription in memory of angia nenadubmuth suffocated slain by the troglodyte roof negate in the year 10 Devoted father, at one with giant mountain goat horn. Memorial Gardens is presented as needed as a service of Ivory Channel's Memorial Hall. Christopher Harris, attending administrator. Keenum Rash. I wonder if uh, any of the mechanics changed uh, you know, what I'm thinking about is I know that there weren't going to be any big design updates on how things worked. It was more just like UX, mm-hmm. UI, and engine. But I'm yeah. wondering if there are going to be any unintended changes as a result. I hope of some so. Of the stuff that I do too. That's the, those are the best parts, the happy accidents. I don't know. Un- unintended changes are a big part of Dwarf Fortress's lore. That's the happy accidents. Those are the things like the cats getting drunk because of the alcohol in their paws. All that stuff's beauty. Yep. <laughs> Legendary. For a change this big, I don't see, especially because he's changing some of the user interface, I don't see how he could avoid having some unexpected gameplay changes, hopefully for the better. And even if they're for the worse, they will create some great stories. Love it. Speaking of great stories, my Fortress Ivory Channels is going remarkably well. I'm going to knock on wood here, <laughs> but it is going very, very well. I have 168 population right now. Ooh. And my frame rates, my graphic frame rate is still at 50. It oh. is going very well. And I believe that it is because I'm now using the workshop uh, work order management uh, because I'm not overproducing things. Hmm. It yeah. is working remarkably well. I have out of my 168 dwarves, I have 40 that are in the military and they have been there long enough that I now have seven axe lords. I have six sword masters. I have three mace lords, three hammer lords, six spear masters. And we get goblin attacks maybe once a year now. 
and they last for about five seconds. <laughs> I never have any injuries on my dwarves, and they never get further than about about ten tiles from the edge of the map before they are turned into goblin paste. Things are going well. That's nice to hear. A military does make a difference, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So do we think uh, mods are mods coming in this particular Steam release? Oh, uh, about that. I, I saw like a, like a post about that. Hang on. Blindy uh, uploaded something. Who? Blimey? Uh, blind IRL. I, blind, I, okay. Yeah, I like to call him Blindy because it sounds cute. He posted something about Steam Workshop Spotted. So apparently there is some kind of Steam Workshop thing already for Dwarf Fortress intended, question mark. Uh, there is a screenshot. I, I don't know what the screenshot means. But uh, hang on, I'm going to share the post so you can, you know, look at this stuff because this, 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 is, this is Chinese to me. Yeah, I am definitely not in the Steam ecosystem. I've got, you know, two or three Steam games. And honestly, I expect instead of Steam, I'm probably going to get it from itch.io. Good man. Plug for itch.io. I do like what Steam's done with the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, playing Dwarf Fortress on a Steam Deck would be kind of fun. Oh yeah. Well, but, I wonder uh, how that would work, and would it work? <laughs> I mean, I don't see is why. That, it is wouldn't. that is that the is that the clincher? Is that is that why I buy one? <laughs> Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress, Fortress portable mode. Yeah, to go. That's nice. Well, you know, you always can play on your laptop. So. I can play. Well, I have a Mac, so I can quote, and I'm using air quotes. Play, but uh, yeah, it's the poorly optimized. I'm going to be very curious to see if he's managed to compile it for the new Mac architecture, if we're still using legacy and playing under emulation. It'd be a bummer if that's the way it was. I guess we'll find out soon. Yeah, I've got no idea what we're looking at here, Roland. Can you can you uh, give us any enlightenment on what this... I mean, the only thing that I can make out is added category so-and-so Steam Workshop. So apparently they added... Steam Workshop mode to... Uh, I'm not sure how that works, so I can't tell you anything, but apparently if Blind thinks it is something, it might be something. You know, I'm just going to trust the man here. Yep. We will put a, uh, a link to this post of, on Reddit in the show notes. Not sure what the what the mods would be. Would they be like tile sets? I mean, is that what a is that what a mod would be? Uh, the beautiful thing about the Steam Workshop is it can be anything. It could be a tile set. It could be a code changing mod. It could be like, oh yeah, hey, I uploaded here. Here is my mod. This is my creature. It is a three eyed raven that breathes fire. Uh, have fun. You can click on uh like. You know, favor that, and you download it, and now you have fire-breathing three-eyed ravens in your game. Why? I don't know. You can do it. Well, yeah, let's get some of the RimWorld people over to start making some mods so you can start having elven spleen biscuits and stuff. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, See? Yeah, 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 exactly. If you you could start harvesting elven organs and sell them to... Anyway. So (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is made possible in part by a grant from Byron, creator of Relontalin, the Royal Drums, a pig iron floodgate. All crafts worship is of the highest quality.
It is encrusted with round orthoclase cabochons and oval gypsum cabochons, decorated with hemp and encircled with bands of pig iron and radiant cut blue garnets. This object menaces with spikes of sand pear wood. On the item is an image of Bambul Wildness Oiled, the dwarf in Almondine. Bambul Wildness Oiled is contemplating. The artwork relates to the withdrawal from society of the dwarf Bambul Wildness Oiled in ivory channels in the midsummer of the year 7. Also on the item is an image of Waldchop the Bismuth Bronze Cabinet in Almondine. Relontolin, the Royal Drums, a Pig Iron Floodgate. From Byron. There's plenty of new fish art in the dev notes. There are lots and lots of tiny fish art. Can the um, carp still stand up? It looks like he's <laughs> on feet. I mean, that was that classic uh, meme. The carp stands up. Yeah, the carp stands up. That's good. Uh, wait, I just posted you... the picture that I was looking at. It's from the dev notes. Mm. Oh, that! Oh, that's just. Uh. Oh, I like the uh, clownfish. <laughs> that's gonna make it really hard to eat fish in my fortress because they're just. <gasps> okay, I just had a realization. Do you think that if I build an aquarium, I can see the fish blinking? Like the you see the aquarium in one blink, and then it blinks, and then you see the fishies that are in there, and so it like it's like a dia show of cute fish. <gasps> That would be. How do you put fish in the aquarium in the game? I can How you... do you make an aquarium? I just <laughs> build them. Okay, build. okay. We're going to start Glass. slow, I see. Um, Glass blocks, okay, yeah. water goes down, then no, no, you turn no, it into no, a pit and throw the fish in? No, 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 no. no. The, the actual glass cage is called terrarium slash aquarium. And if you build it, then you can say designate aquarium or terrarium. And then you can yeet in whatever it can be like put in, especially vermin. So if oh, you seriously, have pod- I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's actually great. Like you can go out and like find vermin fish, or or I don't know. If you're funny, you can just spawn it with DF hack because you want like an aquarium full of clownfish. You can do that, and then you can put the clownfish into the aquarium, and then you have a clownfish aquarium. And you can you can have that in your tavern, and people stare at the clownfish. It is beautiful. And they neat. keep like blinking because it's technically like a cage where things are in, but it's several. So you have like the cage blinks up, and then it blinks through the uh, animals that are in the cage. I don't think that's going to change too much in this new graphically updated version because you still have to show several animals are in one tile. So maybe we still blink through it, which would then, you know, come down to a dia show of cute fish and oh boy. (laughs) And you can just designate it by putting like, pressing like W or, or A and then they automatically uh, dump water in or take water out. And then you can designate like lizards or fish to be put in. And it's great. It works fantastic. Okay. So you can actually designate the fish to be put in. Yes. I was wondering, can you throw a aquarium in a river and trap a fish? Um, no, because it's vermin. Uh, I mean, you could probably mm. do that with the cage trap. 
uh, for for something that is larger, like a like a shark in in the ocean. Um, maybe uh, possibly too many things to do, too little time. I mean, I I it once had really this. Fun boat fortress because a certain someone had a boat fortress and i was like wow this this looks cool i want to make a boat fortress so i made a boat fortress um it's really cool but i i got way too invested in just doing nothing all year and just trying to trap sharks and then put them into the rooms and uh that whole fort went nowhere because i was busy trying to trap sharks a shark in every garage. <laughs> yeah. What about whales? Do we have whales? What are some of the ocean things? Yeah, yeah. There, there are whales. I don't know if we have already seen like the whale sprite, but uh, we we do have whales. So uh, I, I hate that you... this is leading me to say that I need to play more Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. What about, I want to build the dwarven whaling experience. So I oh, do. God. <laughs> But you can do it, yeah. Well, right now, you'd have to hope that the whales come close to your to your shore. Oh, they do. Pick a place that is almost completely ocean in your embark location. Just have a little bit of beach. Yeah, and then have a whole lot of, maybe build a platform, a big long pier out into the middle of the ocean for a dock and capture your whales. I've noticed you can only go so far before the whole scheme collapses because I tried to oh, yeah. build and build and build. And I was like, build, 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 build. And then eventually it falls in. Hmm. You can only go so far. Were you in a biome such that the, that the water would freeze? No, in the I was winter? in liquid water. I did a biome, a freezing one before. And you can, if you're fast, you can build pylons and then build your yeah. bridge like that. That's how Krug Smash did his, I think his boat uh, fortress was that he did all of his construction in the water during the winter because you could then uh, dig through the ice, I think, I think was how he did it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then whenever, whenever it melted, the dwarves would do things on the beach. Uh, I think that they had like huts and things like that. But then whenever the water froze again, he would get to work on the, I'll, I'll see if I can find that particular fortress series and uh, and post that to the show notes as well it was pretty cool what a legend it's pretty cool it did make me want to uh build on a beach but mm. at the time i took the warnings about you have nothing but salt water a little too seriously oh yeah and it always scared me too. off yeah yep yeah what do you guys think about driftwood i'd like to be able to use it <laughs> uh, driftwood crafts because there's a lot of good wood on the beach but they won't. They won't take it because I mo- I did one, and then there was no. There were no trees. It was like a little a little spit of land that came out, and there was plenty of driftwood that kept appearing. But you can't build beds out of it or anything, and then that made me hmm. sad. That is sad. And and you could have driftwood with macrame, <laughs> and and then you could have all of your all of your counterculture dwarves sitting around the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to fish jamming. No, God. Listening to fish, yeah. Making dwarven s'mores out of elven spleen. Mm. Okay, well, not really sure what else there is to say at this point. Well, I'd say the hype. I think that we're all just kind of like in hold mode. Hype, hype, hype. Let's get the hype going. Yeah, the the hype definitely is going. I really did notice an increase to the dwarf fortress uh, subreddit. Um, it, it got way more lovely, and uh, there are 
more posts. And I've also noted that there is like a questions thread where you can just ask whatever and people will mm-hmm. answer you. And it's it's like every two weeks it gets like renewed uh, because it gets right. too much. And the thing is like bigger than ever. It's it's increasing in volume. It's amazing. And so many people are suddenly here and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I heard about the Steam release. So I'm coming back into the game. So so I can like prepare. I'm, I'm already playing again. And it's really nice to see that people from from like far away already have heard about the Steam release and now they're coming back and like, oh yeah, Dwarf Fortress? Oh, graphics update? Okay. Uh, it's very nice to see. All right, guys. Let's call this one a wrap. And everyone out there, thanks again for downloading the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. All right, guys. Till next time, happy Fortress. And happy trails. And happy trails? Happy minecart tracks. Ah, happy minecart tracks. Yeah. Have a great fortress time, my fellow dwarves. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.